Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, welcome back to another episode of East Coast Avengers, and uh, we got a lot of good news today. It's going to be episode 19 for us, and uh, we're nearing a, a nice milestone for us, episode 25 coming up uh, right around the corner, but uh, we're happy to bring you uh, really cool news today. So I guess we'll just go ahead and get started. We got the usual five, no special guests. Uh, we got JT, got Darren, well, got Dominic, and got Christian. Uh, so let's get started. I think uh, the biggest thing right now, and we're just going to go ahead and kick it off big, is Haley Steinfeld, yeah. who uh, was a star of Bumblebee in 2018. She voiced Spider-Gwen in Spider-Verse, if you didn't know that. And then she was also in the cast of True Grit. She is in the talks for uh, for becoming the new Kate Bishop. and uh, For the that's, new Hawkeye Yeah, show. for the new Hawkeye show. And uh, a big misconception is that Kate Bishop is actually the daughter of Hawkeye. She's and they're really and they're really mis uh, the biggest confusion was the scene in Endgame in the very beginning when mm -hmm. he's doing the the uh, the, saying, uh exactly and that's not Kate Bishop at least not in the comics they're not related and Kate Bishop is actually a West Coast Avenger mm -hmm. and uh, of course that's We're not the where East Hawkeye's Coast Avenger exactly hey, so it's it, it's pose. a big uh, misconception that Kate Bishop is that girl from Endgame they didn't have the same last name exactly <laughs> um, so I wanted to clear that out of the way. And uh, so, what are you guys' reactions to that? I'm sure you guys have seen. I know me, Christian, and Darren have seen Bumblebee that came out, and it was pretty good for a Transformers movie. It was definitely better than what we've been getting. It's the best one in my opinion. And she was a really good actress. I say that uh, you know, it's it's really hard. Well, she's a really talented actress. Like, well, I think one of the understanding too is she's also like a recording artist. Like mm -hmm. she has plenty of songs out there. Well, one of the biggest again misconceptions is that if there's a bad movie, they kind of throw in that the actors weren't good either when in reality it, it was an okay movie but i thought her performance was really good mm -hmm. um of course her voice performance in spider gwen was very good mm -hmm. uh in spider verse and i haven't seen true grip but you know she has a pretty good track record she has a bunch of other I think things that was the uh the movie true grip i think uh that's when she got nominated for uh, oscar i mm. believe and so fun fact that uh her and Jeremy Renner were both nominated in the same supporting acting categories that same year. So it's just kind of like, you know, now they're doing a show together or working on a project together. It just seems like, oh, it was kind of like was Jeremy meant to be. Um, it wasn't for the Hurt Locker. It was for oh, no, that was, something else. Because back in 2010, that's when True Grit came out. Mm -hmm. That was the revamp. And it was yeah. really, really good. Uh, so were we going to say something? Well, the too? only... Where I know her from is uh, Pitch Perfect. Pitch Perfect. Yeah. yeah, Pitch Perfect. She, oh yeah, yeah. yeah sure. Wait, who, who, who? The movie's amazing. Um, is it the third one? Are you being sarcastic? One. No, I mean it was really good. Oh, like the movie's really good. Um, <laughs> I didn't expect you like Pitch Perfect. I know, for real. I mean, probably better than Transformers movies. Okay. No, Bumblebee was pretty good. I Not the other ones, but Bumblebee was pretty good. I have the ratings. We don't. Okay, so what about the ratings? The trash. Don't mean the movie is actually trash. Though. Anyways, um, <laughs> but anyways, moving on. Anyways, uh, no, that's. I mean, that's where I know, and I know some of her songs. Um, uh, so, I just think she's gonna be a really good uh, star in this uh, show, and I don't. I don't, also don't think that. Um, they there was a lot of like expectations or like rumors that um, we all know about the um, you know the the scene where it was supposed to be uh, Morgan Stark when she's older seeing Tony in the um, Soul World or whatever in Soul Realm yeah yeah and everybody was saying that that actress was going to play 
Kate Bishop. Oh, okay. But that was never the that was never the thing. She was always going to be Morgan Stark if that scene was put into the movie. Right. So and, and, um, and of course, the MCU's had a very big track record, of course, of uh, of pastiche, which is basically paying homage to what this, what has come before. In in this case, the comics, but mm-hmm. making it your own. Right. So maybe Kate Bishop could be Hawkeye's daughter. None of this is confirmed, so we don't know. But from the comics and what we know from that, Kate Bishop is not related to Hawkeye. She's the successor. Right, so yeah. uh, it's like kind of like a like I said earlier, a more of a like a mentor, like Hawkeye's, right. you know, kind of like men- yeah, like mentoring her. And then like like you mentioned last episode, this is now an introduction to the Young Avengers. There, there's another character that can yeah. be, and also know, stature. Right I mean, of course, mm-hmm. we've already been introduced to her, and yeah, exactly. So, and I I think they did confuse the audience with that first scene in Endgame, and everybody was like. Oh, that's. I think you know, it may have been like a nice nod. Yeah, but I don't yeah. know that it was referencing that that was going to be her. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. in the comics, everybody refers to her as either like the female Hawkeye or you know she Hawkeye or whatever, and she's like, no, I'm Kate Bishop. Like, it's does she go by same. the name of Hawkeye? Mm-mm. Yeah, I thought she did. No, she will. And I know that in some of the comics, when she introduces herself to like like yeah. villains or whatever they'll yeah they always say like oh you have the same skill set as hawkeye are you i know lately are you she, she has a yeah. band call of hawkeye she just goes by kate bishop yeah but like like when she first started and took up you know to hawkeye's place i think that's when she like said like, oh yeah i'm hawkeye now well because yeah because like, like the, the earlier comics that i saw and i read it was more of you know when they say oh you're the new female hawkeye it was like mm-hmm. no I'm Kate Bishop. It's like a completely different person, just same skill set, and I got mentored and taught by the actual Hawkeye. So it's kind of like, yeah, he taught me, but I'm not him, or I'm not that person. But she just says her name. Is her Kate Bishop? Yeah. Oh, okay. I so, know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, so moving on, uh, WandaVision is set to begin filming on November the fourth. Uh, so we're starting to get a little bit of tire tracking going on. You know, so we're moving on into a good direction. Uh, <laughs> you guys have any thoughts on that? I think it's one of those things we can just mention and just kind of move on. Um, But yeah, I'm very excited to watch that show. Yes, sir. Uh, Next thing is Joe Russo. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard, but he expressed interest in potential future MCU projects. If you don't uh, don't remember, he previously said that him and his brother, Anthony, weren't going to do any more Marvel projects after Endgame. For a while. Well, yeah, of course. But I think it's just really soon for them to just say... I felt like when they mentioned that, that they weren't going to bring up doing another project for another couple of years. Mm-hmm. The way that they worded it. Like five years at the most. But it's only been about two or three months. And now they're saying that they're interested in a potential project involving the Silver Surfer or the Fantastic Four. Which I think they would do great in Yeah, but here's the question team. I wanted to ask. Should, of course, if you were in charge of it, do you think it's a better idea for the Russos to do Fantastic Four for a better, safer, and secure movie since they have the track record for a team movie? Or do you give it to someone else that has a different vision, that has another direction that they want to take, a new director, yet still under the MCU influence? Would you, like I said, would you give it to the Russos who have the track record, or give it to a new director? Well, for me, uh, I don't want another Avengers movie. No, I'm talking about the Fantastic Four. No, I know, I don't want another, no, but Avengers, another Avengers style. Movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't. I I know they're I mean, both Joss teams. Whedon did the first one, but like, you no, know. I mean, but I like, think he means the mantra of the team up. Yeah, but like you said, like Guardians is kind of the. It's like Guardians it's like their own Avengers, done. but it's a new take. It's fresh. It's right. different. Yeah, Even Thor Ragnarok. You know, yeah. you're saying the Russos would do the same thing. No, I'm not saying they would, but I'm just he saying he doesn't want another Russo. I'm just saying like, that that possibility is more likely. 
to happen. He wants variety. Then if, then if a new person for. came in, and, if a new person took over this project, then there will be no possibility because mm -hmm. they don't have uh, the Rooster Brothers vision. But if the Rooster Brothers came in and did, I'm not saying they would uh, do this, but I'm saying there is that possibility that they would. But for me personally, I would love either way because they're either the Russos do it and they kill it and they they will or and they've been great disney on hiring new directors for projects especially a big one like fantastic four whoever they get and i trust them because they've proven time and time again will also kill it so it's a win-win for me but for me if it, I it's, a, it's a good uh, it's a good bad place to be in yeah it's a <laughs> yeah. good bad place yeah. yeah they're spoiled for choice yeah but me yeah, personally i would like a new person because i want to see new i want to see new face another new face another, another i was gonna say another great director to be added on with James Gunn, Taika Waititi, all those great directors. And then with the audience, you know, it kind of, I want to say it possibly won't happen, but they might feel like, you know, oh, you know, we're tired of the Russos. Not like saying, like, we don't want to see them again. It's just like, can we have, like, you know, a little bit of a break from them now? Because they did, like, what, four or five Marvel movies at this point now? Yeah. So, uh, it's just like... And some of the biggest, too. Not right. Just, just Marvel. They, they, they have done the two biggest... Right. I would say three. Winter I mean, Soldier is easily some of the people's no, best I, I'm, favorites. I'm just talking but about also like Infinity uh, War and Endgame. Box wise. Silver box War. Office. Oh, oh Civil okay. War. Yeah, because I would say the top three. I was three, talking about movies in general. I would say the top three was Endgame, Infinity War, and Black Panther. Uh -huh. But they, they're two of those three. Yeah. 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 So I, I just feel like. I'm sorry. No, no, you go ahead. Um, yeah, just giving it to a new director at this point. Uh, just like Christian said, Disney has a track record of putting in. Of you know hiring great directors at this point, even up and coming directors who don't have their names out there yet. So I would just prefer a new director come on and take the uh, take the Fantastic Four movie. But if the Russos you know end up directing the Fantastic Four movie, which I highly doubt. I mean, I wouldn't be mad at that. Yeah, so I, I exactly. Agree. I wouldn't be upset at it. And I think so they win -win. exactly. Um, I think. I'm just going to mention this real quick because I know you have a point to talk about, JT. Mm -hmm. um, something that I didn't think about until I heard it on Collider just a couple hours ago was that you look at John Favreau, who started with Iron Man 1 directing it, and now you look at what he's doing now. He's not directing. He's a cons he's a consultant. Mm -hmm. He has, like, he's behind kind of the scenes. He's giving his opinions on what do you think, you know, the directing should be. So maybe the Russo brothers don't come back as directors, but they can still have a big influence on how the movies are made oh, yeah. without them being the staple of how it's made, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So it doesn't mean that they come back as direct. They don't have to come back and direct, but who's to say they can't come back and have a big, you know, big impact mm -hmm. on like a team movie like the Fantastic Four? Because we all know that the pressure is really high for the MCU to deliver a really good Fantastic Four movie with what we've been getting. Mm -hmm. And so the expectations are really high. We expect them to do really well. And I think either choice is going to be good because it's under such a great leadership like uh, Kevin Feige. So what are you going to say, right. JT? I. I'm going to just play devil's advocate here just for, you know, I guess the viewers and for, you know, discussion purposes. I agree that Disney always gets good, you know, producers and directors and all that. But what if they screw it up? That's They won't. No, I, know, I, know, I know they won't, but what if? what if they do? Think about it. We've had two Fantastic Four well, movies already. Wait, what kind of messing it up? You're talking about well, Fan Forstick messing it up? Yes. Or like Thor The Dark World where it's not terrible, but it's not good for Fan Marvel Forstick. Well, you got to realize, though, this is Marvel because Studios. What, I know, but if they... I mean, we've we've been literally given like a, a silver platter of great 
directors ideas and, for like movies. yeah okay, i mean we yeah. have given i mean we literally are sitting at the dinner table and we are giving like great producer great producer great producer but, but what if someone just what if a bad apple comes in and it messes up something so big like the fantastic four well i mean you gotta just, look at i mean you got but it's something to keep in mind too because mm-hmm. like like if that messes up, that's another Fantastic Four. I gotta that say, didn't do. I think it's impossible to get Fan Four stick bad. I think the as bad as they can get would be where it's not as good as the other Marvel movies. Kind of like a Captain Marvel. I don't want to you know crap on your movie, but mm-hmm. Captain Marvel wasn't as good as I thought it could have been. And mm-hmm. even with movies like uh, I can't think of the top of my head, I, of course, The Dark World. But just where it's not as good compared yeah. to the great exactly to the other MCU movies. Because I don't not- think I think Kevin Feige and the rest of the of the creative team know way more about the Fantastic, right. Fantastic Four to make another fan stick movie. To me, that was just a crap show. I mean, I don't think they can get that back because they know I mean, Kevin Feige, but like, you, the Marvel awesome. Studios casting director, uh, like Sarah... Uh, no, Sarah um, Sarah <laughs> Finn. Yeah. She's a casting director since like the beginning of RDJ's casting. She's the one that hired She's RDJ. She's like one of the true MVPs. Yeah, shout out to Sarah Finn. If and all the other those. executive producers that are rarely ever mentioned, Vittorio Alonso, all those people, Ludus Pasito. But yeah. yeah, so like, back to JT's thing of, you know, what if, what if, what if. I mean, because, I mean, Sarah that, that has to be in, that has to be said, because... Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, you we're not. Right, we can't be expecting a exactly. That's I think that's what crazy. Good. I think that's a mindset that every like Marvel fan or superhero fan has in their head is like, you know, oh this. You know, I'll say Marvel because DC hasn't had the greatest movies ever, and um, but you know we continually have great directors and great like 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 you mentioned Captain Marvel or. Um, Thor: The Dark World, Iron Man Three. They're still good movies. Like they're mm-hmm. good. Yeah. They're not on the great scale, but they're good movies. Right. Like they're still watchable. But movies. what Definitely. if we have been twenty three movies so far? We haven't had a terrible movie. What if I, I, you've got? To, I, I don't mean, think there'll be a reboot. I think what you're asking is what? Where does Marvel go from here if they were to have a crappy movie like a terrible terrible? Well, movie? I mean, I mean, you got to think about it too. I think we're just this thinking. Is a, I mean, this way though, like the past Fantastic Fours have been garbage. I right, think they've sorry, been so no. bad that you they possibly ask. cannot get any worse no, than no. that. But you're right. saying, what if? I, I understand think, what yeah, you're doing. Yeah, yeah. And I'm saying, if they were to do that, mm-hmm. I don't think they would reboot. I don't think they, they would just try to make a better movie because yeah. Marvel Studios is way better than just, mm-hmm. oh, let's just reboot I and mean, freak they, out. They, they, right. they I think it. they can prove that they can make a better try. Look, no, I, 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 agree. I agree with y'all. No, dude, I they, think they're going to. They proved it already with Thor 1 and 2. Exactly. I'm saying, if they were to make a bad movie, they were not. They would not be the type of studio to just okay. Let they freak out and just right. like no, let's reboot. Mm-hmm. They would just try to make a better sequel, like with right. like again with like Thor with Captain America, stuff like mm-hmm. that. They would just give it another shot. I don't think they would just reboot. I think that's a very immature way to look at it, especially for MCU's had so mm-hmm. much. No, like, like I said, I agree. I'm just playing devil, devil's advocate because yeah. I know there's people out there that'll say. Well, that's the answer you to your know, question. If they were to take, yeah. they wouldn't reboot. That's mm-hmm. what I think. Because I, mean, I, I, again, like like you said, I don't think they've already seen what happened to the last Fantastic Four, and they're seeing what's happening with the Spider-Man. I mean, this is if if for some reason they reboot Spider-Man, it's the fourth one. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Fourth one in about twenty years. That's ridiculous. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah, which, well then, then it's on the scale of Batman and uh, Superman. No, but Batman's over a hundred years. Yeah. This is going to be over. T- a well, yeah, but I'm just saying. Time. Well, that's I'm thankful that we uh, got to segue. Do you have anything else to say about 80 this? Years. By the way, you were going to say something about the yeah. Fantastic Four, Joe Russo. Uh, no, I was just saying about uh, just like their Marvel movies in general. Like there isn't like one one bad movie in the uh, MCU that's like as bad as. Uh, 
the latest. Every single one of them is better than the Fantastic. Exactly. Right. Um, So I think they they're too smart to try and mess it up. Like they they know how they know how good they know how to make a good story. Yeah. And the fans are expecting it to be like a great movie at this point. Like we already had like three past Fantastic Four movies that haven't done so good at the box office. Mm-hmm. So now Marvel Studios uh, right. knows that, hey, we have to make this. They know like, what's up. Mm-hmm. This is probably, like at, probably at the top of their, well, not at the top, but like, probably like top five things that's like on their list right now. It's a big thing. I mean, like, you got to get it right with the cast, which I'm assuming they will do. So that plays mm-hmm. a big part in it. Yeah. But not only that, is like the story. And they got to change it up. They got to do something new, fresh for like, it's a new slate. It's a clean slate for Fantastic Four, especially it being in the MCU. I agree. I highly doubt they're going to screw it up. But, you know, JT was saying, what if? Right, so we yeah. just got to wait and see who the cast and is. And from there, I we can, like, that, uh, take a step into judging it. Well, I guess not judging it, but right. waiting for it. And I know Kevin Feige said, I think he probably said this at either... I think he said this at the SDCC that, uh, you know, we're going to make this, you know, like, we're going to give them the first family that you guys deserve. So I feel like he's probably going to probably like put them at like, you know, probably at the top of the MCU, like the, how the Avengers were. Now they're going to make way for another team to like, you know, take over from the Avengers. Well, well they have to. I mean, uh, Tony Stark's not here anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Reed Richards is going to be one of the top leading scientists in right. the world, you know, along with Hank Pym. And uh, Hulk's out of action. And then they're going to have a new big guy a clobbering uh thing you know so it's like right. they would be um another team but you know like i said before i don't want them to be another uh, avengers another avengers i want right. them to be yeah those, those are two different teams anyway yeah so, and right. i i don't want the same synergies like, i don't want any i don't want any rivalry like you know how there was that little good that good rivalry with between captain america and iron man yeah it was like frenemies type of thing i don't want that between reed richards and uh, the thing or something like I, I just know, you, yeah you definitely won't get that because like as it like it's been stated in the comments many times the Fantastic Four are family first yeah before they're superheroes so they're definitely going to try uh defer them from the uh, Avengers and try to give uh, the Fantastic Four that family aspect yeah uh, and that's, that's that we haven't I, seen in other movies before yeah and that's why the Avengers like had so many conflicts because right. they were all rivaling each other but the Fantastic Four should be a unit mm-hmm. and they should be with their uh, all backs against each other right. and I kind of want that from a different director because I don't know just a, what, another what if I don't want the, it to be like another Avengers style it's yeah. have Fantastic Four alright guys so moving on to our next topic uh, this is kind of just beating a dead horse uh, we're going back mm-hmm. to the uh, Spider-Man no longer be the MCU because updated news has come by uh, that they're no longer in talks for now. Um, the door, exactly. the door is closed. Yes, exactly. My question to you guys is because this isn't very surprising, but my news to my question to you is: Is this another James Gunn situation where they're just going to let it die down? I think we've already talked a little bit about this, but now that we have an update about it, do you really think this could be just another James Gunn situation where you die down and right before production and filming and all that stuff, they'll retalk and figure something out? Possibly. Because yes. I tend to think that in the end, they're going to figure it out. And yeah. I think Spider-Man will come back. That's it's what just, I personally believe. It's just believe. a matter of time how long it's going to take. Right. Basically, because have they talked about you know when the next Spider-Man movie is going to come? I well, think that's, that's the thing. They, uh, it kind of worked out for them because this started happening 
right after Far From Home ended. So they just got done with all the pro- the mm-hmm. post production of Spider Man, and Spider Man Three won't come out until at least like they, I think 20, they said twenty twenty one. Yeah, summer twenty twenty one. So they have a good two years, and this is not if that movie gets pushed back. Yeah. So they have time to think. They have mm-hmm. time to work it out. There's yeah. something I really want to mention back to when all this broke out. We don't know the things that we know. Okay, what we don't realize is those talks, those studio in talks, we don't realize that that happens all the time in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. And the thing about it is we only found out because they technically wanted us to find out. Somebody leaked it for a reason. Yeah. And I think that uh, a big reason for them leaking is so that fans like us could kind of revolt. They knew how we would react to it, which would kind of put Sony in a corner to kind of get this deal going, which pretty much is the reason why they backed out and all this nonsense. So I think once it calms down, we'll kind of get some renegotiations going and figure something out. Mm -hmm. Whether that's Spider-Man coming back in the MCU or just him not being under the Disney label, still under Sony, Mm -hmm. or a buyout, I don't know. But I think that this isn't over. I think we still have a lot more to uncover in the later years. Yeah, I don't don't think it... I mean, this is just... It's just them figuring out, you know, what's the best right. option for both, both and parties. And they said for now as well. Like yeah. They put, like, a lot of emphasis on that. So The I one think- thing that scares me, though, about it, like, is the fact that Sony has said they're kind of, like, they're kind of walking on, a, on thin ice because they say we've learned so much for Kevin Feige that we feel like we can make a good Spider-Man movie that's not in the MCU. But then they say Kevin Feige wants way too much. So it's like, what are you really saying? Like, are you saying like you learned a lot from him, or are you kind of like hating on him? You know what I mean? Like, it it doesn't make sense for them to say one and then say it again, but in a negative tone. Mm-hmm. So it's like if they can, if they really feel like they Kevin Feige, like, is a bad person, which I don't think he is. Again, I don't know the guy personally, um, but if they say he's as bad as you know, they say, then that's kind of, you know, I, I kind of side with Sony on that, but I, I just don't see how they can take all that information that Kevin Feige has put out and say, we can make a good movie when your history says otherwise. So, and a lot of the, con- the, the misconception I have to go back to that phrase, but, uh, Spider-Verse is a Sony property. Right. But Sony Animation is the one that produced it. Mm-hmm. Sony Animation is a totally different different studio animal. than Sony yeah. Pictures. Right. Which is which which is which came out with Venom. Mm-hmm. Sony Animation is the one that came out with Far From Far uh home. from I'm sorry, Spider-Verse. Spider-verse. Excuse me. Spider-verse. So those are two completely different things. Two different com- uh, creative teams that mm-hmm. worked on the movie. So really the notion that Spider that Sony made Spider-Verse, it's half true. So the people that would be responsible for the third Spider-Man, it would be Sony Pictures, and they're the ones that don't have that good uh, reputation, whereas Sony Animation Studios, they do. So two different things there. I wanted to clear that up. And I want to say, too, that uh, a couple of weeks ago, Josh said that Sony bought Insania Games, so they have access to those writers, and people have agreed that the Spider-Man PS4 game is the, the story's best incredible. Spider-Man story to come out. Oh, no, it, it, it won. It beat... Arkham Knights yeah, yeah. as the no, but, best games. So, yeah, but yeah. people were comparing to the the, oh, just the no, story, story. Okay. compared to like the franchise movies. Mm-hmm. It's just the best one. Like I could totally see that. Like why they have access to those writers. They have the know? resources. Yeah, and, they have and they So have. I feel like this time Grant okay, so he, this is the this is probably a really hot take. But Sony has fifteen years of previous movies and, and fans giving their opinions. They have fifteen years 
of things to learn from. I feel like they don't have an excuse mm -hmm. when it comes to bringing out a bad movie. Oh, well, we didn't have all the uh, benefits of the MCU characters to use to our disposal. No, no, no. That's not a good excuse. You had 15 years, and you feel so confident enough that you think you can make a good movie. If you don't produce a good movie, you have no good excuse. You've right. already basically threw yourself in the ditch because mm -hmm. you're making us believe that you can do a good idea. When we think, look, you don't have all the resources to make a good Spider-Man movie because of what this character is, what universe he's been in. Mm -hmm. And you've had 15 years to learn from it, and if you take a bad movie, look, you have no excuses. You just don't know how to make a good Spider-Man movie. That's my take. I'll give them a chance. But if they blow the next one, if it comes to that point, if they were the ones that make it, they have no excuses. That's well, and this, what I at this point, it's a win-win for us. Either they tank it and we can say we told you so. And he you comes so. back to Disney yeah, or something. Yeah, either they tank it, we say we told you so. They come back to Disney, or they prove us wrong. And we get a good Spider-Man. We get a good Spider-Man. Of course, it's a it, for us. It, it's hard to say win-win when I really wanted to see what Disney was going to do with them. If Sony does a really good Spider-Man movie, that's fantastic. But I feel like I prefer what Disney could have done, not because oh Disney will just make it a lot better. Maybe they can, maybe they won't. But I was really interested to see what direction they were going to go with Spider-Man. And I'm, yeah. I was a lot more interested in that versus what Sony could do. And it could be great. But that's that's what I think. Uh, guys, have anything to finish with that or move on? I like Spider-Man in the MCU because it brings out who his character actually is. Yeah, yeah he's I a universe know. character. Yeah. And, 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 and by the way, let me just make one quick rant. I was listening to these guys that you guys, I'm sure, have heard me talk about a million times, Hyper RPG. I listen to them all the time. They made a great point. I didn't think about this, and I'm sure you guys don't either. Universe gets thrown around really easy. And now Sony's talking about this universe, the Sony universe and the DC universe. Those aren't really universes. You know, universe means the galaxies. Look at Marvel, Guardians of the Galaxy, and then and, and Thor, and all that stuff. That's a universe. Sony has no unit. It's still in New York, or I guess in this case, San Francisco. Yeah. It's only in one city. That's not a universe. And same thing with DC. The only universe, I guess, would be Wonder Woman, but I don't know if she's based in Earth. Amazonian? I don't know if that... I don't know. Point being, it's not really that much of a universe, so I think that term is... Like, I, I agree with them. But it's been very tossed around very easily. And no, that, I don't uh, mean... I don't think they mean universe as in, like, locations-wise. They mean universe as in... Well, yeah, I know what they mean, but I think that's still something that you shouldn't throw around too easy because it's not really universe. You should just say, like... I don't know what the word is. I'm sure they could figure out something better. But to me, a universe is literally what Marvel Studios is doing. That's a universe. I get what they're saying, though. It's their property, their kind of... No, I mean as in... Not the property. I mean from the story point standpoint. In this universe, Iron Man doesn't exist. Batman and Superman do. Even if it's just Metropolis and Gotham City. Even if it's just one square block. In this universe, Josh and Christian don't exist. Because, yeah, no, no, I understand. I understand. Yeah, a universe could be as small as a piece of paper or as big as a whole galaxy. It, the, on, the only thing about the universe is uh, it doesn't allow the other people, other characters from other universes to coexist. And that's why when they have those, um, those comics where D, the Justice League meets Avengers... And the universes clashes and stuff like that because obviously they don't exist in each other's universes type of thing you know mm -hmm. um but i know what, i uh, understand what you're saying though about uh the only true universe in the uh, cinematically is the mcu because they have so many properties going around the universe yeah all right guys uh we are less than one month away from the very anticipated release of the new joker movie but mm -hmm. some really crazy news has come out recently um joker won the golden lion and for those that don't know what the golden lion is it's the highest award achievable to win at the venice film festival which is a yearly event for you know some of these films to to come out and obviously there have been some really great films that have come out there 
Let me just name the last two winners of the Golden Lion, just to give you some idea of how good this movie could be. 2017, the winner was Shape of Water. I haven't seen the movie, but I heard it's really, really good. It's really... Yeah, it's really... 2018 was Roma. And obviously that's an international film, but Roma won an Oscar last year for multiple things. And Shape of Water got... I think it got Best Picture. Yeah, and that's Oscar. what they're saying. The Joker movie, just because of how good the cinematography is, they could mm -hmm. win Best Picture. There's only in the and since 19 this isn't the 40s when when the Venice Film Festival started giving these awards out. They started in the 40s. There's only been seven American or USA films that have won this Golden Lion. Joker now is the eighth out of like a 60, 70, 80 year thing. Joker's now the eighth American film. The USA winners include Somewhere, which came out in 2010. The Wrestler, which came out in 2008, and Brokeback Mountain, that came out in 2005. I love Brokeback Mountain. Okay, so he just gives you an idea of what atmosphere this movie is in right now. Right now. It hasn't been released yet. Um, so, based on what kind of like the level of what this movie is with right now, I think it's safe to assume that clearly this movie is uh, it's very good in the eyes yeah. of these critics. And usually, you know, we've had bad blood as far as fans with critics and stuff. But we're getting really good reviews on this, and I think that because of this Golden Lion, it's just going to propel very big talks and anticipation for when the release comes out. And for real, this movie might be the most excitement I've had since Endgame. Yeah, I for me, I don't really listen to what critics say because when Captain Marvel came out, they said that movie was stellar. When I saw it, it was like a 6 out of 10. When Godzilla came out, they said that sucked, but I liked it because it showed a lot of monsters fighting. I don't generally know what some of the critics say, but when they come out and say something as bold as this, and they've been on a good track with how their Oscar movies uh, have been, the Oscar winners, for me, it gets my attention. I mean, it already had my attention before, but now I'm like even more excited than before because a movie about one of the greatest comic book villains of all time is mm -hmm. getting like foreign awards, getting... Uh, movie rewards like that it's very it's handed out very uh scarcely to other american films yeah like that's, it, it, yeah it's on that caliber i'm excited i have high expectations now for seeing this movie and people don't realize that this movie only got a budget of i think 50 to 60 million and which then is this, which is small in the grand yeah that's very low right. for for a movie of this yeah. i think and then with this film like that this has like no connection to like the comics at, at all. least not right now no. and not right now and not even to the dc universe right so this like set like outside this of the dc character right so yeah. i heard like they're like taking like nothing from uh source material another piece of news is that uh joaquin phoenix's joker is actually in 95 percent of Every uh, is a ninety percent, ninety five percent of the entire film, meaning like I think I saw a review saying the Zazzy Beats who's in the movie, she's only in this, and she's only in the movie for like five to six minutes total, as far as her screen time, and Dang she's it. one of the biggest supporting characters. Joker is in it the whole movie. He's pretty much in every frame, is what I've heard. Mm -hmm. That sounds like a Scorsese movie. I just watched Taxi Driver, and it was like the same thing. It was pretty much Robert Nero the whole movie, so. This is going to be a really interesting take, and it's not going to be one of those superhero fighting things. I've heard many reviews that if you're in for that, if that's what you think this movie's going to be, you're going to be really disappointed. This isn't going to be Joker and the Batman. There's going to be no yeah, Batman in this. I, not, not Batman in a suit. Strictly Joker. That's what I'm saying. This yeah. is going to be a character study, as I've heard many times. So don't expect a big 
fight movie. Yeah, that, that's. Uh, I said the same thing about um, when I try to get people to think about uh, the Dark Knight. I know the Dark Knight came out like a long time ago, but people was like, "Ah, oh, man, I don't really like it. I want to see Avengers or something." It's not a fight movie. It's not even a Batman movie per se. It's more of a crime investigating ba- uh, movie. Yeah. And Batman just happens to be the detective. You always hear those terms of Batman, the Dark Knight, the Cape Crusader. One of those titles is the world's greatest detective that he rarely get that he rarely gets called. Heck, they and, started off with Detective Comics. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Detective Comics is literally <laughs> what DC stands for. And um, this, the Dark Knight, played off that world's greatest detective, even though it's called the Dark Knight. Yeah. With this movie, the Joker, they're not doing the casual like with Suicide Squad did. They just made a, a random person. Uh, cover him with white paste and green hair Mm -hmm. they actually give this guy a name arthur fleck joker has never had a canonical name before a canonical name he's never had an identity before he's had three different stories told to him and they were all fake and and like in the comics and like this is new this is brand new this is something that's never been done before on comics on uh, shows and on the big screen. There have been talks that the new Batman movie with Robert Pattinson, Robert Pattinson, excuse me, uh, that potentially Jamie Foxx could enter the cast to play uh, Commissioner Gordon. So. Batman, who is it? No, I heard it today on Collider. So I guess they had some insight. Oh, really? On that. And, then also, and another actor to play Alfred, but I can't remember his name right now. And then I also read that uh, that the director of the uh, Batman movie is uh, what's his name again? For the Batman movie, it's uh. I can't remember. It's not Todd Phillips. That's Joker. Was it like... Is his last name Reeves or something? Matt Reeves. Matt, yeah, Matt Reeves. Oh, yeah, Matt Reeves. Yeah. Uh, he said he's uh, he's uh, really looking for a person of color to play uh, Catwoman in the film. Okay. So, like, another... Uh, <laughs> uh, what was the, the actress that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Halle Berry. Uh, yeah. So, Halle Berry 2.0. In my opinion, they should do... Uh, since Robert Pattinson is gonna play uh younger batman they should do a uh they should get their inspiration from batman year one which is a really good batman story and funny enough that's where he meets catwoman so that 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 now you mentioned uh playing a, a, a color a person of color to play catwoman he could meet her in that if they get inspiration from that comic which i would i think would be a good idea so yeah all right. Um, so moving on, I think we're gonna talk about Disney Plus uh, and Marvel. Disney Plus is gonna, uh, which by the way, I just learned this about forty-five minutes ago thanks to Dominic showing me this, uh, which propels me a lot of excitement for when the release comes out because this means I'm really gonna want to get it. But they uh, apparently are gonna have classic Marvel animated series like the '90s Spider-Man animated series, the X-Men '90s animated series. Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends, Spider-Man Unlimited, Incredible Hulk, etc. Which gives me a chance to watch shows that I haven't seen in a long time and shows that I've never actually seen that I've been wanting to watch. Like, I'll be frank with you, I've seen every episode of 90 Spider-Man animated series and I'm very excited to watch it again. But I've seen like three episodes of the X-Men 90s animated series. Mm-hmm. And I'm very excited to actually get into that and, and find out what the whole hype was about. Because apparently it was the best X-Men we've ever had. Side note, X-Men Evolution is better. Which, by the way, is going to be on Disney Plus as well. Um, and then also, uh, stepping away from Marvel, but still Disney Plus, uh, not only are those classic Marvel shows coming back to uh, coming back to Disney Plus, but they're also bringing back classic Disney uh, shows that aired back in the 90s. So, like, 
um, DuckTales, uh, oh, what else? Not not Alvin and the Chipmunks, but it was like another uh, Chipmunk show that aired in the 90s. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but uh, yeah, they're bringing back those uh, classic uh, 90s shows uh, that Disney aired that they're going to bring to Disney+. Plus. So this... So, like you said, it's making me want to get Disney Plus even more. It gets me more excited for it when it drops. Mm -hmm. So, who knows what Disney Plus will be, you know, putting on their uh, streaming service. Because we're already getting all the Marvel movies on there at some point in time. We're getting old Disney Channel shows. Just old Disney shows and movies in general, basically. So, this can be a matter of time before, like... You know, Disney Plus has like almost everything Disney related mm-hmm. on their streaming service. I I I personally think that Netflix needs to do something that like is a grand slam home run. I I mean just just nails it on the head for them to even like keep up with what Disney Plus is going to get cuz most of the people that I talk to who aren't even like Marvel fans or whatever they're like, oh yeah, we're already gonna cancel Netflix, no doubt. Like, the and then people are already canceling Netflix mm-hmm. already, not just because of Disney Plus, but they just been canceling, canceling, canceling it already because mm-hmm. of their raising prices. And they're raising thing, prices, and they're taking away all the shows that we like. I I will binge watch The Office. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, they, that all wasn't the time. their fault. Uh, that was NBC's. Whatever. They well, just, because NBC has their own streaming service. Coming yeah, well, up as well yeah, too. that's like we're taking it back. Really? But, yeah, but I mean, they should. I mean, that that was literally once they took that show off. No, if, if even if it wasn't Netflix's fault or whatever, like they still took away other movies that people oh, still yeah. watch, and then they're coming up with their own quote unquote. Netflix originals, which aren't good. Like I, I have, some, some I, have, have I have it. Stranger Things, Stranger oh, Things. They the have Orange is the New Black. People got realized like uh, Netflix was. I would say they were basically like the first. Oh no, yeah, they yeah, were. Yeah, they were to the like first. put out like streaming. Uh, they put out their own original content. Mm-hmm. They put Blockbuster Buster out of business. Blockbuster out of business. Blockbuster. Basically, yeah. So I feel like Butter. Netflix will still be around. I, I like I said. I think bit. it'll still be around. I just think they just need better. They need to lower their prices. That's yeah. what they need to do. That's one of the main focuses because you get you get Disney Plus uh, charging like what four ninety nine or six ninety nine. Six ninety You get Apple TV that's coming out charging four ninety nine. Yeah, I saw right. that with this new show mm-hmm. with Jason Momoa now called C. I Stuff like that. that. Now you get Netflix that's going to be charging fourteen dollars. No, they need to. If they really want people to stick with it, like we're gonna. I'm not going to personally. But Netflix is going to start losing users once Disney gets on it and they have a really cheap rate mm-hmm. and all these other things come up with cheap rates. Netflix is going to be the odd one out. Yeah, yeah but this is assuming Disney is going to raise their prices like Netflix. Well, yeah, but I don't think it's going to be fifteen dollars. I, I think, I think Disney. I think once Disney realizes like how, like how great they're doing, they may raise it. They may raise it. I mean, why, why wouldn't they? Look, think about it. Four years from now, yeah. Season one, Mandalorian's out. Season one. Pretty much of every show they announced at Comic Con, and now there's nothing Hawkeye, else. Hawkeye, all those, every Marvel movie, all those shows, all the Disney Plus shows, all the Disney movies, all of that content, and then they're still gonna bring out more content. I who wouldn't raise the price at that point in four years? It would be ten no, yes. bucks. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm yeah. not talking about four year plan though. I'm talking about in the first year. Yeah, no. I, yeah, I, but that's what I'm saying. Disney Plus now is what Netflix was four years ago. 
I can see that. If Netflix wants to compete with Disney, though, I think they need to lower oh, their no, prices and then gradually raise it up again. I don't think they're going to lower their prices because yeah. they're not going to compete with them in the first place. Like, and, and, well, and I can tell you, they don't have any new subscribers. I don't know how much Netflix has, but in my eyes, Netflix doesn't have as much content as Disney Plus. Well, a lot does. of people is unsubscribed because there's not a lot of interesting content now on Netflix. Right. Everything and they've had that's original has been out for too long. Right. Yeah. And on top of that, they just announced they're taking Friends away. I've never seen Friends, but you should. they're taking Friends away from Netflix. I've never Netflix. seen either. I have no you interest. Should. It's well. overrated. It's not overrated. Anyways. Um, I'm black and if, I love if, it. If this... If, <laughs> if this... If, if I was going to compare Netflix and um, Disney Plus, I would do it as a comparison. And I want y'all opinion. Marvel and DC. Mm-hmm. I think Marvel is obviously the Disney Plus, and then DC is the Netflix. No, DC actually has their own streaming oh, service, DC right. Universe. No, I'm no, I'm just saying, like in the oh, in this, oh you're saying in this comparison, comparison. Like, they're both good, but obviously one I think that's what I'm saying. Disney we Disney don't Plus. know until Disney Plus actually comes well, out. No, I, I, this I mean, is but this you can is, only um, assume that they'll do great. I don't think I'll agree on that, with that analogy because that's assuming that DC doesn't make interesting content like Netflix doesn't. Make well, well, it's like you said though, when Netflix four years ago was what Disney Plus is now, that's exactly what DC was. Well, DC I mean, was a... What was I, Netflix I mean, four years ago? I mean, they were booming. I think I mean, they, they were, were at his best business. They were booming because there booming. was no competition. Exactly. So but now... Exactly. What I meant by that, and I meant price-wise. Right. Now, Disney's coming straight out the gate with competition, mm-hmm. but they're a giant. They're going to come mm-hmm. in toppling over everybody, whereas Netflix started off small and got and big. And built themselves But Netflix is already twice as big as they are starting off. Yeah, I, they are I, a really big company, but I mean, but I think I think with that, the really reason I was comparing the price. two, yeah, I mean, the reason I was comparing the two would be is because before you got the MCU, before Iron Man, D- or DC was, you know, DC. All I remember back then was, you know, the the uh, Disney or the DC uh, like animated shows, mm-hmm. and like, like and then like or... yeah, and then you know, Teen Titans and. Uh, all the yeah, the Justice League and all the Batman mo- or shows or whatnot, and then all of a sudden here comes this giant in Marvel and MCU, and they hit us with Iron Man and that blew out of the water. And then what happened to DC? Everybody was kind of like, you know, hey, mm-hmm. look at this, look what's coming up now. And I feel like that's the exact same thing that's going on with Netflix and Disney Plus. Is Netflix has run the show for so long that once they started making bad decisions. And taking shows off, not, uh, like even. I, I think that you have a good overview, but I don't know that everything you said was completely accurate. DC wasn't wasn't dead or anything when Iron Man one came out. They ju- they came out with the Dark Knight, which at the time, at the time, yeah. it was revolutionary, and and it still is in certain aspects. I think it won. Uh, it doesn't matter at this point what they won or not. The point is, mm-hmm. they, it wasn't a mediocre movie compared to Iron Man. It was a better movie than Iron Man. Marvel was getting their start. I think the downturn was after the Nolan trilogy for DC. Not the downturn to like terrible movies. They came out with terrible movies, of course, but not all of them were terrible. But it wasn't up to standards with MCU. I don't think that when and that's what I'm trying to say. MCU I don't came think... out, the DC was terrible. I think that's what you were trying to say. No, no, no. I'm trying to say is like, okay, DC and Netflix is they're the same. They they came out booming, and then yes. something new came out, and then overtook them okay that's that's exactly yes. what, yeah overtook them over time 
Not yeah. immediately. No, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a slow burn because DC was the big top gun before, you know, yeah, MCU people, came to place. Yeah, people, in 2012, people were excited for two movies, Avengers and The Dark Knight Rises. Mm-hmm. And I love both. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys, so we're going to move on to, actually, no, I think that's it for the topics as far as discussion. Oh, I got one more. What's uh, up? Just a little side note, IGN or I, whatever, they yeah, put yeah. out, yeah, they put out uh, a release today. Um not sure how many of our listeners are big GameStop fans, but they're closing, I think, 200 stores yeah, um, yeah. across the country. Uh, so maybe your local GameStop. I know here in Memphis we have, we have I know two. Eight. I know one oh, here in Bartlett. I know one out in um, I know about seven. Germantown. Yeah, I know. We, we yeah. have, a, we have Dude, about, count the ones in the mall, too, and then we have, we have some out What, at, what uh, they Wild said Wild. in their article was the ones that – the. I guess the CEO of GameStop or whatever said 97% of his stores nationwide are profitable. Meaning the ones that aren't are the ones that are going to go. So that's probably going to be the ones in the mall. Probably mm. the, the lower ones who don't make a lot of money. And I can guarantee you, when I go to the one up here in Bartlett by my house, it's like a two-minute drive. Every time I go, it's just me and like three of the guys working I there. I feel like that's just... how it is all the time when I go. I think that mm-hmm. pretty much every GameStop is pretty dead unless there's a new release. Which, which no game, and I didn't know this, the highest game that has made like the biggest impact in store sales and store revenues was Red, De- Red, De- or Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah, no that, game. That makes... No game hasn't hit that, and that's why a decline in their gaming. No has... game hasn't hit that ever, or in recent years. In, in like since it came out. No, oh, yeah, before oh, that. Since Red Dead Redemption Two has mm-hmm. come out, yeah, there's nothing else that's been as I think hyped for. Yeah, for that. before yeah. that was GTA Five. Before that, yeah, it was that's RD, what I say because GTA has to be one. in that conversation. Mm-hmm. But, but, but what Rockstar they were saying, but what they were saying was, since then, no game has like manufactured that much because man i remember going to like the midnight premiere of like call of duty and yeah. like staying Black up Ops 1. yeah and like staying up and playing like exactly and then when halo came out that was you know i stay up and watch that and then now it's gotten to the point to where i can just sit at home put my credit card on the xbox and or ps4 Same. and buy it there. i think though that's kind of the thing with movies is for me this is me personally speaking i love the convenience of of streaming don't get me wrong right but I think there's something special with having a physical copy, and I'm mm-hmm. starting to really appreciate getting physical copies. Right. I, I, I really no, I want to start a Blu-ray collection. That's mm-hmm. just what I want to do because, yeah, streaming's incredible, and I want to have it, but I think there's just really something special to having your own yeah. personal, hard, physical collection, mm-hmm. which yeah. is something that I hope uh, a lot of other people appreciate because it's just a different feel. You have it in your hands. It's never going to fail you, even if the Internet just dies. Right. Yeah. For me, I'm, I'm having like a little steelbook collection of my games. I got Red Dead Redemption 2, Mortal Kombat 11, those both for Steelbook. Injustice 2, Far Cry 5, and some other games like that. I always pick up physical copies of games because, yeah, Xbox Game Pass and PlayStation Now are are here and they have good deals and stuff, but when it comes to new games that just came out, I'm going to go pick up Borderlands 3 tomorrow. And that's going to be a Steelbook version of that game. And I, I'm glad I'm going to have it because there's nothing that beats a physical copy of something yep. rather than a digital copy exactly alright uh, I think JT just kind of dashed on us uh, oh Darren we gotta talk about your uh, Comic Con oh yeah oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Arkansas Comic Con was amazing it was really good for a small Comic Con I didn't think it would be that big there was like a few thousand people there which was kind of unbelievable to me uh, went with my brother. Unbelievable for the in a good way or unbelievable in a bad way? In a good way. way. Oh, like, okay. I, didn't, I didn't think there would be that many people okay. there. 
it was kind of packed. Luckily, we got there early, and it was on a Sunday, so I don't think many of the people in that town knew it was there, mm -hmm. but I think everyone else knew it was there kind of thing. Who signed your stuff? Um, so I got an autograph from Sean Astin, who, um, well, should I say Samwise Gamgee, formerly known as Sean Astin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he signed, uh, I had brought a Funko Pop, it's a Lord of the Rings Funko Pop course, it was the Samwise Gamgee one. He signed that, got to talk to him, shook his hand, talked to my brother and I, um, and he kind of made a few Lord of the Rings jokes, because I asked him where Frodo was, and he said, in Valinor, which, if you don't know, <laughs> that's where Frodo and... Sam went after Return of the King, but yeah. you really have to pay attention to know that. Um, but it was pretty cool meeting him. Uh, I didn't get a picture of all the others because the people there were kind of strict, so you had to pay for the pictures. Oh, that's lame. But, yeah, it was. I you saw didn't have to pay for Sean Aston? Well, uh, I was getting an autograph, so I kind of just snuck it in there. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, Kevin Conroy was there. Uh, Greg Sykes. Did you see Kevin Conroy? I saw Kevin Conroy. Like, talk to him? or No, like... Looked at him. Uh, I, I, get a signature well, I was gonna get a picture. Well, signatures oh, are were you within earshot of hearing him? Yeah, because he sounds like Batman. He's not, he's Wait, so you have like to Batman. pay for the signature uh, and or a picture? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's like for everybody. I didn't well, know that. that's how they uh, make their money. Well, what about right? when Stan Lee had did his? How much? Hey, you got paid. Dude, that's like two hundred. Oh my plus. gosh! I like, thought it was always just picture with the MCU actors. Like I'm going to New York Comic Con. two hundred flat. And I think Tom Hiddleston was a little bit more expensive yeah, than his. That's ridiculous. Like I always somebody dropped that. Sometimes, much. sometimes they that's do right pro right. bono. Like I'm just here for the for the fans, mm -hmm. and it will be free. But that's like rare. Like they, yeah, they gotta make their money. That's only if they want it. That and way. then I remember saying uh, where Ace Comic Con uh, this past year, like because they had Chris Evans, Zoe Saldana, Don Cheadle, uh, Josh Damn. Brolin, and uh, Jeremy Renner. A group, if you want a group picture with them, you spend oh, nearly like a thousand dollars. Yeah, two hundred per piece. I really, I've never all. been to a Comic Con, so I was always of the mindset of once you get your admission ticket, That's it's it. all it's all right. goes. Yeah, I thought it's all inclusive. You mean like, oh, a, like yeah. a carnival ride, you get the bracelet. Yeah, I thought it was all <laughs> inclusive. <laughs> it kind of sucks, though. It makes me not want to hey, go to a Comic Con it just, now. It just makes you want to like. It kind of me, say it does suck, but it's like did they okay, let you take a save money. Did they let you take a picture of him from afar? Like they let me take a picture of Sean Astin. But like I was when you saw Kevin picture. Conroy, if you stuck out your phone from at. afar, would so they say? Yeah, you could take him from like afar. I tried to. My brother got the photo. I didn't. Oh. Um, but he got a picture of him. You know, which is really big. Greg Sipes wasn't even at his booth, mm -hmm. so I was like, "What the?" You know, Greg Sipes. He was um, the voice actor of you know uh, Beast Boy mm -hmm. in like um, Teen Did Titans. Did you see uh, Michelangelo. Jason David Frank over there? I know yeah, he, he was, was there. there. He was there. I bet he was. I didn't. Uh, he didn't have a line at first, but I got there early because uh -huh. I didn't want to get the lines. I didn't want to wait. Right. Um. So Greg Sipes was there. Who else? Um. Whole bunch of comic book artists. Uh, who else? Michael Bine. I don't know if you guys watched The Terminator, but Kyle Reese. That guy, name is really familiar. Well, he's the younger guy from the very first Terminator. But anyways, he was there. He was in Alien. He was in a whole bunch of other movies from the 80s. He was a really big guy. Pretty cool. Um, There's a whole bunch of people cosplaying. Yeah, I bet. Including the furries. There was Spider-Man. <laughs> um, a lot of stormtroopers I got some selfies with. I posted a picture of Spider-Man on Twitter. I don't know if anyone saw it. Was it a really yeah. good picture. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. Maybe you posted um, a picture with uh, Sean Astin signing your uh, pop. I think that was on Facebook, but it might have been on Twitter. I'm Either way, we can put really it on our picture. page. Um, yeah, so I'll post that. But also another cool thing. So I met this comic book artist. There's a few there, uh, like Bob Wycheck. He was a Marvel and DC artist since, 
I think, 70 or 64. Oh. He's, he's been going to Comic-Cons and conventions since, like, early 70s. I didn't even know they had conventions back then. Yeah, they so did. I was talking to him, and he was like, dude, yeah, I met Stan Lee. Like, I had a booth with Stan Lee. I was like, oh, my gosh. He was like, I've written for Stan Lee. I was like, oh, my gosh. You mean illustrated? Yeah, like, illustrated, oh. you know, written, published. Yeah, just worked. Whatever, everything much, yeah. for comics. And then, um, who's the guy for DC? Something Lee. Je- uh, Jim, uh, Lee. Jim Lee. Jim Lee. Yeah, yeah so he's oh, met, met him. I you met, met Jim Lee? No. Oh. The guy, Bob Wycheck. Oh. He showed me a picture. Like, because I was talking to him for like 30 minutes. Showed me a picture of him with Stan Lee and, um, I was about to say Bruce Lee. Jim, um, Jim Lee. Jim Lee. I keep forgetting his name. Yeah, both How Lees. Did you forget that legendary I'm sorry. <laughs> I keep thinking great. of Bruce Lee. That's great. Mm-hmm. So I talked to him, then I talked to Mark McKenna. Which he's a pretty big comic artist, but I know not. I know us as a whole, ECA. Right. We don't really read that I many know, old comics. Right. I know because uh, Jim Lee was back at uh, MegaCon when I went. I got to, I got to see him, but I didn't like, actually like go up to him or like speak to him or anything. Right, I should have. That would have been awesome. Yeah, but uh, and then because another, uh, do y'all know Chris Claremont? Mm-hmm. No. Uh, no. Well, because he comic ran for writer oh writer because he ran for x-men for many many years like he the name sounds familiar because he's responsible for uh days of future past and uh okay so the Soccer. newer ones okay newer comics hmm. these like these are the newer comics no he's re- no he's written back in the 80s and 90s for uh okay X-Men. even like some uncanny yeah that's movie. why i say he's written for days of future past he's oh, written days right, of future right. past and, uh the phoenix saga that's what's uh, up. basically so Oh yeah. So, anyways, Mark McKenna um, is a really big guy. I didn't even know who he was, honestly, because you know normally I just read the comics, blah blah blah. But I started to pay attention to the inkers and the illustrators, the publishers, all that stuff. <laughs> and um, um, turns out he's written like for, you know, written comic books like Doctor Strange, some for the Infinity Gauntlet crossovers. Um, he's an inker, a publisher, penciler, and he's a cover artist for a whole bunch of things. Mm. He's done a whole bunch of custom art, and man, he's had like I think the real question is what has he not done? He's done yeah. everything from DC, Star Wars to Marvel. That's awesome. So I got like I think four signatures from him. Wow, it's pretty sweet. All right, guys. So uh, well, one one thing. Sorry to add on and finish up with the Comic Cons, uh, October eleventh, uh, twelfth, and thirteenth, I believe, in Illinois. Actually, no. First, October sixth. What is it? Third to those. Third through the sixth. Oh, yeah, third, third through the sixth. Oh, yeah, Dominic Dominic's going to be, New York. Yeah, he'll be in the Big Apple. With the New Yorkers. Uh, so. <laughs> the New York. Hey, I'm walking in. <laughs> hey, I'm walking. Give me a cab. Josh just watched Taxi Driver, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hey, I'm trying to get a signature here. So, yeah, Dom's going to go there. We'll get some of his pictures and all that fun jazz let's, when he goes. Let's pray that I try to get a picture with at least Paul Rudd or Tom Hills. Well, you better bring right. 200 hundos with you. Look, yeah, I get be, paid on the 27th, so I'm good. <laughs> we'll be praying for you. But on October... Uh, <laughs> better bring two bones. 11th, 12th, and 13th, uh, you can go to Illinois. Illinois. And, Illinois, and you can see uh, Chris Hemsworth, Tom Brie Holland, Brie Larson. Uh, Where at? Tessa Thompson. Illinois. Tessa Thompson, Illinois. Is this like Illinois Comic-Con. Ace Comic-Con. Yeah, Ace Comic-Con. Ace Comic-Con. Comic-Con. You, can, you can meet all of them. And I'm like You're tempted. I'm tempted. I'm you might so as well tempted. go. I'm so tempted. You better so, look up uh, and see how much Brie Larson charges first. Uh, free. <laughs> you wish. Nah, that's gonna be a pretty penny for all of them. Right, especially with Brie Larson because she's like an Oscar-winning actress too. So her price is gonna be up. See, the thing is with like smaller comic cons, they charge for those autographs, but it goes to them. Right. Or like bigger comic cons like SDCC, LACC, Seattle, New York. Those big four. 
Mm-hmm. Most of it goes to charity, and I haven't really like done my research, but I know it goes to charity. And wow, then it was funny. So it's uh, worth it in the long run. Funny, like this past year when I got to uh, meet Zachary Levi uh, at MegaCon, he was there the year before, and people were saying, like, oh, his prices were cheaper last year. Well, yeah. Uh, because, and then after Shazam came out, it's just like his price just like, you know, went up, which is, you know, it makes sense now that he's like a big star. His name is like out there now, not that his name wasn't out there before, but, you know, celebrities yeah. are expensive. Right. <laughs> I'm tempted to go. So if any of y'all are going to any of these Comic Cons, uh, let us know. Um, just kind of tag us in a tweet or just say, hey, I'm going to this one. And then also October 19th and 20th is also our local Comic Con and Memphis Comic Expo. Hey, Memphis. I hope yes, I can sir. make it to that. So, right. yeah, hopefully some of us will try to be there. I yeah. should be working that. If we go, yeah. I'll cosplay as my Fat Thor. Dude, yeah, dude, you have a great thing going for you. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to cosplay yet. Yeah, I'll figure it out. All right, guys, I think it's time to kind of wrap it up. I'm going to finish with two quick things. Yes, uh, this isn't discussion, so let's not really get into it, but it's fun to mention. Hawkeye is a singer now, so should we, <laughs> expect, <laughs> should we expect Hawkeye the musical? Hmm. Hmm. I, I think people do not want that. So a Hawkeye that musical with Kate Bishop. Mm, the series on Disney+. It, Plus. Hey, featuring it, Migos. Yeah. <laughs> if... <laughs> if uh, Haley or Haley uh, Seinfeld, or whatever, is going to be Kate Bishop. She is an actual singer. So oh, that, so it that, just it, 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 it fits. Perfect. Hot guy, the musical. I love it. <laughs> All right. So uh, last thing before we close out is the final results to our Infinity Stone poll. Yes, sir. You guys Drum voted. Roll, uh, you guys voted, and that twenty-five percent is Mind Stone. Twenty-five percent got the reality which means the winner is the time stone hey. the one i personally voted for hey, which same. means i'm smarter than all of you guys what i'm just kidding the ones Wait, that didn't vote i'm smarter than you i made the poll <laughs> i am the poll i, I am the That's poll a, which uh but which stone would y'all actually like want to have reality Reality. Yeah, I said time. You know, because either way, I can destroy. I you. say mine. If I don't beat maybe. you the first time, I just go back in time and beat you. I can work your reality. I, I can, can change you. your mind. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. So I uh, just want to say thank you again for listening to us on episode nineteen. Yes, oh, sir. one quick thing. Oh, that, uh, oh there was how many com- quick things? No, oh, no, wait. No, this there's is very more. important. This is there was a big confusion about our new page because as you know we've been doing SoundCloud since episode one, but as you know since about episode sixteen or fifteen we started on Anchor and I've got a couple people ask me why do you guys start at episode sixteen? Well, that's because we started out episode one on SoundCloud like I just said, and when we got when we branched out to all these other platforms, we didn't want to restart on episode like another episode one, so we just continued it. So if you see the first episode is episode sixteen and you're wondering, hey, where are the other fifteen episodes? It's on SoundCloud. So a lot of people were confused about that. I thought I'd clear it up. All right, guys. So uh, from everyone else here, uh, thank you guys for listening. And I mm-hmm. uh, can't wait to come back next week and talk about other stuff. So we'll see what happens. Yes, sir. All right. Y'all take care. All Have right, a good night. See y'all. See you.